What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 18th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Yeah, what's up, Greg? Greg, I feel like it's been a while since we posted together. Well, you know, we did you know, on a game daily for sure. Yeah, because yeah. we had PS I Love You, but then we had, you know, we got this riffraff. You got Janet, you got Zach floating around, mm. Barrett. Distracting you know what I mean? Everything. Here we are. And it's that thing where I hit you. I almost hit you up early, but I didn't want to put it in your head. But I'll put it in your head right now. I want to have the greatest kind of funny games daily of all time with you today, which means high energy. It means right. good news. Uh, it means great discussion. Okay, hold on. Good call. Kevin, talk while we chug coffee. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to get this hot pocket in the right place. I like these little now, compartments. I think they're quite clever. What's up? Full stop. Sorry. Is this the buffalo chicken hot pocket? No, I don't fuck with that. I just have the pizza ones. I do the pepperoni one, and I do the sausage one. And guess what? They're dope. I don't do the four cheese ones. It's too much cheese. I don't need that in my life, you know? Yeah. They have buffalo hot pockets? So I thought it was Kevin. I must have had a different. I was walked in on a different hot pocket conversation at some point. In kind of funny content. We this were talking. Yes. We were. Some, I think maybe. Oof, I don't remember who it was. Maybe Roger said that they, maybe maybe Mike said that they liked the Buffalo one, and I was like, that's. It does like sound a like a Mike barbecue. thing. It does sound like a Mike. And then thing. they were like, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah, barbecue yeah. in it, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I tell okay. you that after chugging? Uh, a nice little percentage of this no, grande like iced coffee. You just took a big sip. I took a, a very big sip. But also, like, this is grande. Usually I go for this, the small size, but they had a deal going on at the Starbucks that I went to where you can get a pastry plus a coffee for $5 of any size. <laughs> so I, I can't just get the small. I had to go for the large in that case. Why didn't um, you go for a Trenta, you know? is Trenta, Which size is Trenta? Is that like 30 medium? ounces of black co of coffee? That's what me, Tim, and Nick do. Mm -hmm. And we get out there and we do our thing. It makes but is that where does that weird. fall in the because grande is the biggest, right? No, no, no it's Trent, bigger. No, Trenta is the biggest. Yeah, yeah. it's bigger. Okay, these well, I mean, names are above up. grande is venti, isn't it? Yeah, you, you think it's tall, grande, venti, tall, small, tall, small, grande is um, medium. these feel like they're opposites. I mean, it yeah. feels like it should be the other way yeah, around because why would you it's call dumb. grande the second to smallest size? Um, it has grand in it. Well, but the other thing is the, the other and then well, tall is I the shortest, yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing, Blessing. Long before you were probably even born, mm -hmm. Starbucks popped on the scene, and they try, They were fancy. They acted like they were fancy with uh -huh. these names and shit. You know what I mean? And then they kind of just became ubiquitous. Now they're just the McDonald's of coffee and everywhere else. So it's like they've kept that as like their legacy. I agree it's dumb, but yeah, Starbucks still wants to have that chip on their shoulder. That's why they have the Hardy Boy like this. You know what I mean? It's why their character in the cup is the Chap Hardy Boy girl. Chap points out as well, Blessing, you worked at Starbucks. <laughs> I didn't oh, yeah, work. I didn't work in the corporate kitchen side. Corporate side. Yeah, I worked in like the real estate department. I, I never. Though. They never trained me up in the like the the coffee sizes. I got to agree with Blessing on this one. It's not like they call Blessing and like, hey, this account's not balanced or whatever. And he's like, well, that seems like a grande mistake. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> Is it? I have a quick question. Is it rude hmm. that I go up there and I'm like, yeah, let me get a medium. <laughs> I, nah. you, it you isn't. Know it, it's Kevin, only dig your heels in even more. For the well, record, I did that small. I did that for a long time, Kevin, yeah. because I, I couldn't remember what I liked. And when they added in Trenta, that was when I was like, oh, this is easy. But now I still am confused. Usually when I get up there, I get a little bit of, you know, not paralysis, not decision paralysis. But I do get up there and I kind of every time with it. So I do often say, give me a medium, give me a large. But now they don't argue. Back in the day when they were trying mm -hmm. to be fancy fucks, they would be like, well, we're going to go. You mean it's tall? And it's like, yeah, no, I'll, be, I, so. I'll tall your ass. Small. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
But yeah, usually I go for a small. This, though, is a grande. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're here for the best kind of hunting games daily of all time. We're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy State of Play. We're going to talk about an Elden Ring patch that nerfed things and fixed things. And we're going to talk about the fact that GT7, that's right, Gran Turismo 7, was offline all yesterday. People were pissed. Greg, when did you realize this? Because for me, it was this morning when people started tweeting out like, yo, I've, it's been 24 hours and I've not been able to play GT7. For me, it was when I went to the kind of funny subreddit, as I do every morning. And I was like, what's new and popping here? And it was just somebody being like, when are they going to talk about GT7? I was like, ah. Ah, shit what happened to gz7 you went in there blah blah, blah. and then it was like okay cool that's all the news that's on the reddit closed it come back three hours later giant fucking thread about hogwarts legacy i was like god damn it i check this thing all the time how is this happening right under my nose i digress we'll talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you can be a Patreon producer. You can watch us record the Gamescast. P.S. I love you, XOXO. And today's XCast Live, all on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday to support us for free just like you can on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where mr yasman 300 the nanobiologist and bander sn are all watching live right now of course they have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later if you need another way to support us this weekend or any day you can use the creator code kind of funny over on the Epic Game Store when you're checking out. If you're like Greg, I don't play PC games, no big deal. Fortnite, Rocket League, and of course, Fall Guys all use the Epic Game Store for their things, even on the PlayStation. So you can use the creator code kind of funny there and support the team. Speaking of supporting us, Greg Way, housekeeping, uh, DCEU in review is back. We are putting Peacemaker into the DCEU overall rankings. You can catch that right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. And of course, wherever you get the DCEU in review podcast <laughs> service. It's on the in review podcast feed, I think, right? But there's like 12,000 podcast feeds now. But like them all, subscribe to them all, share them all, do it, subscribe to KFAF. You know what I mean? One day that'll be back as a podcast, I'm sure. And if not, we'll just take over that feed and put some other show on there you'll probably like. Oh, yeah, have you been thinking about what you're going to put, put over there? I think For we should just do a KFF. weekly show about how much Andy and Nick suck. You know what I mean? That'd be uh -huh. fun. You know uh -huh. what I mean? What's it called? Kevin, you be my co-host. What's it called? Mm -hmm. Andy and Nick suck a lot. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Mm. Colon, the Cortez and Scarpino suck session. That's what yeah. we call it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, feel like, so I feel like if you're going to search that up, thinking the wrong thing. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, if I'm getting the view or the listen, I don't care. Toby, uh, Blue, Toby Blue in the chat says FKFAF. Pretty good. pretty good oh that's, that's pretty really good. good that's pretty <laughs> good actually yeah yeah kevin how about this one day you and i just do that by ourselves we don't tell anybody and we put it up you know what yeah, i mean no all of a sudden i don't think anyone can stop feet. us we're quick nobody would fucking know yeah exactly we're too quick uh if this wasn't enough for you ladies and gentlemen the energy we're bringing to close out your week on this fabulous friday as you go to play all sorts of video games don't forget as you enjoy whatever it is you enjoy this weekend, maybe it's a calzone, maybe it's a nice peach. I want you to remember this. Right? I want you to remember this. That next week, you are getting not one, but two Kind of Funny Games cast reviews. We can't tell you for what games, and we can't tell you when, but they are coming. You should probably be able to piece it together by what games come out next week, but I digress. Next week, two Kind of Funny Games cast for you reviewing video games of your choice. Maybe just write in patreon.com slash kind of funny games to the games cast thing with questions about games you care about coming up and maybe they get answered if that's what we're reviewing who knows who knows chat go ahead and guess i'm watching now lanky dragoon says what if it's a peach calzone that's fucking weird 
That's a hand pie. Well, that's no longer a calzone. Yeah, that's Craig, would it surprise you that I've never had a calzone in my oh lifetime? My God. No, that doesn't surprise me. Because honestly, how many calzones have I had? As I start to, you know what I mean? Once I don't Sabaro's think I... closed, it, it got a lot harder, right? To find calzones. Wait, did Sabaro's close? Yeah, didn't they all close? No, there's still all of them? open. Oh, well, all the ones here. I'm, I'm sorry, all the ones in my local okay, area closed. That's fine. So you know, I thought that, that like, the one downtown that. closed, the one in Ceremony closed, the one in Tamfran closed. I think Sabaro's might be dead. No, there. I just talk. I just saw uh, Sabaro's not too long ago. I guess my thing is like, and and chat. I'll eat other calzones. I'm saying Sabaro's is the ones that made it easily accessible for me. They they democratize the calzone. Uh huh. Before Mm. then, you had to know an Italian grandmother. You know, I go to the back back of a pizza shop to get a calzone. (laughs) My thing is like, I've never been hanging out with a group of friends and somebody to go. Oh, you know what I'm feeling right now? Let's all get calzones. You know, calzone is like that kind of food. The problem with the calzone is like one of the things you're seeing a lot with the DoorDash ghost kitchens, right? Is that if I'm going to walk those into cold, a pizza place. Me off, by the way, but keep, continue. I'll get to that well, later. If I'm going to walk into a pizza place, guess what oh, I'm getting? Yeah. Pizza. I was, dr- I was, dra- I came there wanting pizza. So it's very hard for me to get there and eat, and eat pizza on a regular basis enough to get there and be like, you know what? Actually, I'll do a calzone today. That's yeah. the struggle. Yeah, that's and so back to the DoorDash that's thing, that's how they get around it. Where they know that like they list themselves as a pizza place, you're never Amici's, a pizza place here in the Bay Area, right? Mm-hmm. They're listed as pizza, of course, but now they make really good wings, which I never would have known until they put up their little ghost kitchen for wings, and I started ordering their wings. I was like, damn, these are actually pretty good wings. And then it's like, oh wait, it's just well, Amici's. Like, do you not feel bamboozled though? Because that was the thing that pissed me off. This happened well, to me like last year, where I found a really cool local spot in my area called the Meltdown. And what this place was was a restaurant that made patty melts, right? And they were only they were only on DoorDash. And I was like, oh shit, I love patty melts. This yeah. place seems awesome. And then I ordered it. And then I get the, I get the delivery, and it's a Denny's bag. And I was like, there's Ooh. no way in hell. There's no way in now, hell. Was it okay? When, how long ago did this happen? This is like six months ago. I don't know for a fact, but I think America's starting to work out some of its shit. All right. Yeah, universal healthcare. Where is it? I don't know. Yeah, student loans, huge problem. Systematic racism, of course. This whole gun thing we got going on, a big problem. But at some point, some government official passed a law where these ghost kitchens had to start coming clean. Because when I went to, when I searched for wings on the Amici thing, it did say, you know, whatever, Mama Rosita's wings, and then it put in there Amici's. Like I was like, oh, I'm not getting, I wasn't tricked. You know what I mean? I wasn't just ordering this thing. And so again, I know this is one of the small problems of America, but maybe we build from that. We get to the gun control. You know what I mean? The thing that's getting me is that like as you're as you're describing all this, Jen walks past. It just isn't. Phase by any of it like you're oh, so you're talking about you're, you're talking about guns you're talking about systemic racism and then you're talking about michis and like their their undercover brand and jen's just like not as business as usual i'm just here well to- remember uh, blessing that you know you uh only get this what maybe four to five hours a day like this is her life because even when she's not like uh, when the podcast isn't happening these aren't thoughts i'm bottling up these are things i'm sharing as we walk our baby through the streets these are things i'm sharing with her over dinner she's well aware of my thoughts about the ghost kitchen legislation that's been passed. <laughs> I fucked up every one of those words. Every one of those words. Are you saying that the ghost kitchens are going away? No, no, no I'm no. saying They're that someone, a, a proud American, oh, okay. passed yes. a law saying we can't have any more of these people wearing masks not telling us where the food's coming from. Which I like because, yeah, recently yeah. when I've gone on DoorDash, I'll see the meltdown and I'll click in. And there's like a little thing right there that says... Oh, this is operated out of Denny's, right? Like the yeah. they, they make yep. it more sexier yep. than that. Wait, but like so now, was, I know that when I'm ordering from the Meltdown, I'm ordering from Denny's. Is that something Do you, you care though? Again, then? Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, you're gonna order it again then? I did order it again because the melt yeah. was really good. It was hey, really good. Hey, they're knocking yeah. out of the park. Whatever, you know what I mean? 
This yeah. is 2022. If Denny's wants to be like, you know what? We've got a bad rap for the moons over Miami, but they can make a great melt. It's a melt. Who cares? It's just, I don't like being bamboozled. That's that, sure, that that's my the thing. Nobody likes being tricked. Nobody likes yeah. being tricked. I understand that. Kevin, you just like be being honest tricked? with me. Nope. We have a lot of game news to talk about, but the one thing I do want to get from the chat is uh, Snake Eating Mouse said, at Kind of Funny Games, anyone remember Fazoli's? Of course I remember Fazoli's. Fast, Italian fast food. And well, the only reason I really remember Fazoli's is that I once went there in college, got to the window to get my spaghetti and meatballs and a soda, gave them the credit card. They ran it. They're like, you don't have any money on this card anymore. And I looked in my wallet and had no money. And I said, I have no money. And we stared at each other. <laughs> and he, the guy's just like, all right, then. <laughs> Drove away with no food. I just, I couldn't eat. I didn't get to eat that. You know, at that I, point, did they already make the food? Because at that yeah, point, just oh, it the was, food. we were at the transaction where I handed him the card. And he had the bag of food. And I was thinking, you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna give it to me, like you know what I mean? Like I, I could. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he looked like, like, boy. They had great garlic bread too, so I was like stoked for this meal, and it was just like this moment of like, all right, well, see you later. I can drove. Oh, this so is it. Upsetting. This is all I got. I got nothing else. That's so upsetting. I'm sorry, that happened. Uh, thanks to our Patreon producers on kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games. I can eat all the fazolis I want. So thank you, Gordon McGuire, Fargo, Brady, and Pranksky. I can also eat a lot of fazolis. Thanks to all our sponsors, MeUndies and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the podcast with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. A baker's dozen. Number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, there was a Hogwarts Legacy State of Play yesterday. We have the rat, the, the rat, the recap from the one, the only, Matt TM Kim at IGN.com. It reads like this, Hogwarts Legacy will be released in holiday 2022. Two years after it was first revealed to the world, Avalanche Software announced Hogwarts Legacy will be released this holiday. Before the release window, Avalanche showed off nearly 20 minutes of gameplay that included all the various activities players can partake in uh, their life as a wizarding student at Hogwarts. This includes taking magic classes, wizard duels, uh, raising mag magical creatures, and more. Hogwarts Legacy was announced in 2020 and is set to be released in 2021 before being delayed to 2022. The holiday release window is slightly more concrete uh, than that. Than that. Oh, I see. Than that. So most folks hoping to hop on a train to Hogwarts will have to wait until the tail end of the year. Today's state of play was almost exclusively geared towards showing off the various activities players can do at Hogwarts, and it's quite a bit. From being sorted to your own house and studying as a fifth-year wizarding students, Hogwarts student. Hogwarts Legacy truly seems to be a chance for players to live out their life as a wizard student. As for plot details, those remain under wraps. Players will join in as fifth-year students in the late 1800s. Players can also fully create their own characters, uh, so there's no set protagonist to inhabit. Check out the full rundown of the gameplay details here, and it's a link to another article, but Kevin is showing you the gameplay from the state of play right now. Uh, the game has stirred up discussion over its connection to Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, uh, who has become notable in recent years for her transphobic comments. Warner Brothers has said the author is not directly involved with the game, but leadership has said, quote, she's entitled to express her personal opinion, end quote. Reports have since suggested that the game will allow transgender characters to be created. Uh, worth dropping in about the news of the game because obviously there are two different things happening here in terms of news stories for video games. Uh, sticking with the actual game stuff, though, uh, from GameSpot, Eddie had an article go up today, Eddie uh, Mako, uh, who writes, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, the upcoming open-world magical action RPG from WB Games Avalanche, is coming to Nintendo Switch. Despite no formal announcement from Warner Brothers or Nintendo, the FAQ for Hogwarts Legacy reveals that Hogwarts Legacy will be available on Nintendo's console. Blessing. Where do you want to go first? 
We can talk about the game. We can talk about the J.K. Rowling stuff. Where do, you, where do we want to go? <laughs> I think it's worth talking about the J.K. Rowling stuff because I think that is where the bulk of our thoughts and opinions might lie. Just because, like, sure. you know, we've been having the conversation a lot this week of Hogwarts Legacy leading into the state of play, how we feel about it, right? Where I think the J.K. Rowling removed from it, there would have been excitement about this game. You know, I'm even, even sure. watching the gameplay. I'm like, shit, man, this seems like a game that once upon a time, this would be my dream video game, right? It being Harry Potter, it being a role-playing game it being a thing where it is i'm coming to hogwarts i'm playing as a student and i'm doing that dream of exploring hogwarts and getting into uh, uh combat situations where i'm fighting magic me go going through the rigmarole of like that bully style i'm attending class i'm going through these lessons i'm doing all that stuff that yeah. stuff sounds incredible and that is stuff that i think me barrett kevin uh, so many cool greg so many of us would be excited about if jk rowling wasn't jk rowling it wasn't out there being a piece of shit and being transphobic and doing all these things on the internet yeah. uh and so i i think that's where the conversation is the most interesting because okay. going looking on twitter yesterday i saw an interesting kind of like i guess conversation and i don't i don't i don't know if i should call it a conversation or lack of conversation in terms of like the state of play was happening and the people that would usually be talking about on my timeline were not talking about it Right. There was like a, a palpable silence going on and like people here and there still covering it because for many people, it's their jobs to cover it. Right. Like, you know, we on kind of funny games daily. Right. This is our job to talk about the news. Right. Which is why this comes up. But we didn't react to the state of play. I know many other people who didn't react to the state of play. I know many, many other. I know um, Fanbyte, Imran over there wrote a whole article that was, hey, I'm going to be real with you. We didn't watch the state of play. We don't be, we don't feel comfortable supporting J.K. Rowling. Here are links that you can go to to support yeah. trans folks. Right. And people are finding their own ways to cover this game in ways that I think are super interesting and all super valid because I personally don't know how to cover this game. I personally don't know my feelings about this game because it, it is a game that I think looks good from gameplay development. I think Avalanche seems like they're, they're knocking it out the park. Yeah. And on that hand, I think they're doing an amazing job. On the other hand, I still find it hard for me to enjoy Harry Potter without caveats. Of course. And so, yeah, let's start there, then. That's a great conversation. And I made a reference to it at the top of the show in a joke about our kind of funny subreddit. But I, I feel like I was telling you before we went live, right? I feel like I'm on the subreddit all the time. And then when there is a thread that gets traction, somehow that's the, the in this case, three-hour gap where I didn't look at it. And right now on our subreddit, there's a thing that's, uh, can we get can we get a let's talk? If, you, if you're a kind of funny uh, old-school fan, you're aware that, you know, usually when something happens, we'll do a let's talk thing. And it's going into... I don't feel like it kind of funny owes us anything, but with the company taking a stance on their coverage or lack thereof of the Hogwarts legacy, I wanted to bring something else up. And then we go to a few different places talking about, you know, shitty corporate interest and what they're doing and why, blah, 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 blah. I want to put a full stop on it because I feel like, and I could be wrong because I haven't engaged with the entire thread. It would appear to me that some people either, one, missed our coverage from this week on Kind of Funny Games Daily where you and Tim talked about the fact that there was a state of play or P.S. I Love You where you, me, Janet, and Zach talked about the state of play with in regards to this Hogwarts legacy stuff. But even if they did see that, then our message didn't get through. And I think it's important to clarify what kind of funny stance is on uh, Hogwarts Legacy and how we're doing it with the J.K. Rowling stuff and that. For, so at the top level, I think it's that exactly what you're saying. Uh, you can't separate the two issues from our perspective. Again, you're coming to a place where we talk about video games from the heart and we talk about what we feel about them and then also the issues surrounding them. So it's going to come up because of the fact that the biggest kind of funny fan, the biggest uh, Harry Potter fans that kind of funny have been drastically affected by these comments from J.K. Rowling. 
and the fact that we have so many trans friends and we want to see uh, trans rights uh, accepted as human rights and we want to see our friends and family taken care of. And so to see somebody who is the uh, mouthpiece or the, you know, the top of the pyramid here be so against that, there is this shakeup to it. There is this energy to it that by supporting this, even though the developers have said she's not directly involved, you are supporting Harry Potter. And where I'd want to enter into this conversation now is a required reading. Yes, an early required reading, but over at GameSpot today, Jesse Earl has a piece up titled J.K. Rowling's Anti-Transgender Stance in Hogwarts Legacy. I'm gonna. It's a very incredibly detailed article. If you are here and you're like, I don't understand why people are mad at J.K. Rowling. I don't understand what she's said. I don't understand what's going on or what the different sides are. Jesse's article here is fantastic. It is long. It is detailed. I'm going to jump to pretty, not the end end, but three paragraphs that I thought summed this all really up of not what the argument is, but why Jesse's making this article and why so many of us are like, well, this is a weird thing. How do we talk about this? What do we do? I wrote out this entire uh, dissection of, J of Rowling's words for two reasons. One, I wanted to take this opportunity provided by a game like Hogwarts Legacy to cut through the endless waves of misinformation against trans people and educate about the truth behind the damage Rowling and, more importantly, the larger gender-critical movement in right-wing groups have caused. Secondly, I did it because I wanted to give you a chance to come to your own conclusions. You're not a bad person if you want to play Hogwarts Legacy. Many trans people themselves are planning to buy the game despite their justified anger towards Rowling. Yet, the, the, yeah, the important thing is not to condemn the game or renounce your love for Harry Potter. It's to wrestle with the complexity of it and decide for yourself. Trans people don't get to ignore the pain the franchise has become intrinsically linked to. And those who wish to care for them uh, shouldn't get to do so either. Many will ignore this article and others like it in order to turn a blind eye to the harm done or seek absolution for their choice in buying the game. Some will even, parentheses, and already have, proudly proclaim their, their forthcoming purchase in order to express their disdain for having to think about trans people at all. You don't get to defend Rowling or Harry Potter and not understand what that actually means to a trans person or the ramification it has for all of us, not just trans people. So supporting Hogwarts Legacy, a game about fighting magical fantasy bigots, isn't wrong, but ignoring its legacy within an actual bigotry would be. I think that is... So poignant from Jesse, right? I'll say it again. So supporting Hogwarts Legacy, a game about fighting magical fantasy bigots, isn't wrong, but ignoring its legacy within actual bigotry would be. I feel like that sums up where we are at. It's kind of funny. The Back to this uh, subreddit here, which again, I'm not attacking. I'm, I, if you, if you, I'm assuming you're watching this, you're a kind of funny best friend, or you at least engage in the content, and there's nothing more I love than having an opinion, sharing it with you, you guys giving your reaction to it, and then us talking about what that means, right? I feel like, at some point, and for some people, maybe everybody, maybe whatever, the, uh, uh, a portion of the audience misconstrued the conversations we've had this week as we are not talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy is dead to us. We will never talk about that on a show. We will never blah, blah, blah. blah. No one's going to play it yet. Like, that wasn't the point we were trying to make this week. We've had a long conversation, a couple different conversations, right, about wrestling with this and what does it mean and how do you go with it, blah, blah, blah. We thought we were being clear that we weren't reacting to the state of play because specifically for Kind of Funny, the fans, uh, the, the Harry Potter fans who were here or were Harry Potter fans no longer really feel comfortable being Harry Potter fans or proudly proclaiming they're Harry Potter fans or supporting the Harry Potter franchise because at the top of the pyramid is J.K. Rowling benefiting from it. And that led to us not doing a state of play because if we come back to, and this is going to change for every Kind of Funny person you talk to, right? Me, Greg Miller, who does believe that I, my job is to talk about video games. My job is to talk about the news and you know, react to stuff and do it. 
me reacting to a Harry Potter state of play would not have been good content because I have a passing interest in Harry Potter or whatever. Sure. I reviewed a bunch of Harry Potter games back at IGN, but like, I am not, I, I looked through the Hogwarts legacy uh, state of play today and I'm like, yeah, it looks like a 2022 version of that Harry Potter open world game. I played back in the day. It's the same way that me and Andy almost didn't react to the Ghostwire Tokyo thing. Uh, the right. showcase they, they did a few weeks ago, right? Because I think there, Greg was the person that was the most interested. And I think that it might have been because you were previewing it at that, at that point, right? So you already had that. Oh, in general, interest. I was just interested in you. Yeah. And so, like, if Greg w- wasn't going to show up there, which you almost didn't because uh, your power went out, we were almost <laughs> not, not going to react to that, right? Like, we don't necessarily react to every single game announcement there is out there, even AAA ones, right? There are plenty of AAA games that you've not seen Kind of Funny react to in the past, or you've still not seen Kind of Funny react to in the present, right? If there is a big fighting game event that's about to happen, right, I would probably be the one person that Kind of Funny that might be interested in it. Whereas, like, the rest of the crew, you know, Kind of Funny is a place you come to for the individual interests of the host themselves. And so if there's if there's not anybody here that is actively super excited about the, the new Harry Potter game, then you don't really want that content, right? And that's not us taking a grand stance. That is us giving you the content that we've always given you, which is us going, what are we interested in? What is the audience interested to see our interest in, right? And, and uh, how does that make sense for how we react to things? And in this case, I don't think it would have made sense for us to react to Harry Potter. In, in the chat, uh, Rayman1090 says, bullshit, you reacted to the Japanese state of play when you guys don't care about those games. That's patently false. I don't, that, I don't, that is 100% false. I, we went we through that and I listed the, game in our life, Greg. How, the three or four games out of that one I was interested in. And also keep in mind that that was a mystery to an extent. We're doing a 20-minute state of play featuring our Japanese publishers and other friends. Like, that wasn't on the nose. Hey, this is going to be it. If you remember, we, we weren't going to react to the Gran Turismo 7 thing or the state of play but then we were already live when it was getting ready and you guys were like do it do it do it and we yeah. did it and um, yeah, that's i bit- i checked twitter the entire fucking time and had nothing of a consequence yeah that was that. and go back to that state of play that or that was not a fun reaction right go back and watch it and compare it to the other state of plays and other reactions that we are excited about right that was because that was the thing that we were already set up for and then also chat was asking asking for us for uh and yeah like i think my my thing is right like going through the reactions going through the chat going through the tweets right going through the way that everybody is kind of um, taking their own stance and own approach to how to react to this thing. I think the thing to keep in mind is that this is complicated for a lot of people and I don't think anybody has the right answer, right? Like I don't think kind of funny is proclaimed to have the right strong answer on how to how to cover this and how to react to this because there is moving parts, right? There is the thing of looking at it and knowing that Avalanche, probably, Avalanche likely doesn't agree with the route JK Rowling is taking, right? Avalanche does have those trans options in the game. Avalanche is just a studio that is trying to make a dope ass game, right? Like I feel for that. And like I've had oh, yeah. I have friends that write on Call of Duty, right? And for Call of Duty uh mm-hmm. Vanguard that was coming out after the whole Bobby Kotick situation, it was that similar thing of, you know, me talking to uh friends like Belinda, right? Or me talking to friends like Yusuf who works at Ubisoft and knowing how hard they work, knowing how passionate they are and knowing how good people they are, and me going, damn, it sucks that the environment around them sucks in this way. Right. And like I'm there, I'm there to support you. And I know that like, you know, writing for in the case of Call of Duty, right? Writing for the biggest game, right? The biggest game franchise that's out. You're writing a story mode and all of a sudden a big a big billionaire fucks it up for you. Like that fucking sucks. And I totally understand that stance and I stand right there with you, right? Like for me, it's always, I always look to the developers first as like a, man, like how are you feeling about this? How do we go about this, right? And I think, you know, 
it splits so many different directions of there's that aspect of it. There's the aspect of JK Rowling and her profiting off of the, the, the Harry Potter IP, no matter in what way. Right. I know people in chat throw the, throughout the idea there that like, Oh yeah, no, they've already paid for the IP. Right. Like no matter how much money this makes, this isn't going to necessarily make her more money, but there's, there's also the idea that supporting the IP is keeping Harry Potter in rotation. And that yeah. is that alone in itself is getting uh, JK Rowling more money. And that is money that she's spending on anti-trans initiatives. And like, Again, it's complicated, it's difficult, it's messy, and I don't think anybody out there, if you're if you're planning to play Hogwarts Legacy and you're excited about it, that's not a bad thing. That's not a thing that I, no. I that we're looking at you and judging you for, right? I think this and is I, a, again, very much like clear, our like, stance. We are going I'm I I'm speaking out of turn to an extent here, I guess. I expect people I expect to try this game. I expect and I don't mean try it because I'm like, well, I need to see, the, I expect to try it because do I care about a Harry Potter or open world RPG? I don't know. I looked at, like I said, I looked at it. I was like, Meh, I don't know about that. Like I expect there to be previews. I expect one reviews to drop to play it. Like, again, I'm speaking as my own self and how to do this. And it's this again thing because it's my job. I feel like I need to do it. But I also feel like there's, and this is maybe I'm drifting a little bit from the point. So just stick with me and let me get back to it. There's been this conversation in the Reddit thread and then a few other places in the comments. There's always what about of just like, well, this is more to the fact when I think people thought we were blackballing this game of like, well, why would you talk about Activision Blizzard still? Or why would you talk about Quantic Dream still or play those games and yada, yada, yada. And in, for me, I feel like we've talked the talk and walked the walk with that stuff where when we talk about an Activision Blizzard game, we talk about the fact that a whole bunch of horrible shit happened there and that that's fucked up and nobody should get to be treated that way. Like those caveats come with it. I, you know, when I platinum far cry 6 and this is not me trying to put myself on a pedestal when i but when i platinum far cry 6 it was like i platinum this game fuck yeah and then immediate response of like remember i want as much fun as i had playing this i want people to have fun working there that's why i support a better ubisoft and i linked all that stuff like with the platform we have we try to keep these conversations uh, going in terms of like you it, it, you can enjoy this thing that thousands of hundreds of hundreds of or maybe thousands of people worked on that have bad apples in it and bad things in it and bad practices in it right because that still is the industry and when we do sit there like guess what i feel like every corporation probably has a bunch of fucking assholes at it as you go through it that you're going to run into that are happening we're eventually going to talk in this one about sony's response to the sexual allegation things we talked about or i talked about on the show last week right like there are shades of gray to everything there's right and there's wrong but i don't know like we're talking about right now bless if there's a right and wrong or a, a good and bad approach to how do you handle that yeah. oh well somebody at company x is a terrible person so boom done never doing that again now i mean everything it turned out all of company x is an asshole they all have some kind of fucking murder cabal or whatever like don't get me wrong like again we're talking about extremes and all these different things but for this one in particular like i feel like the way to handle it is to talk about it and the way to talk about it is to have these conversations and again i don't think you'll be inundated every time this happens but this is hogwarts legacy's big reveal right this is its big uh, coming out party uh, and i'm not trying to make any puns or anything to it right like this is the time to have this conversation and so when you get to reviews i think every review like every one of ign's articles about the hogwarts legacy state of play and with the same paragraph that i read here earlier right of the game sort of controversy and there's a whole bunch of different links to it like that's what the legacy of this game is going to be in terms of that part of the conversation and whatever else J.K. Rowling says, because again, the people telling you about the game also want you to be informed of the social issues be, uh, surrounding it, because of course you have friends who are affected by this. Yeah, yeah, and I, it, I, I think 
the people who want to act like this isn't complicated, right? Or or do the whataboutism of the why, why did you why did you react to the state of play, right? Why did you do this? Why did you th- do, to do that, right? Like it comes back to what you're saying in terms of hey, we kind of got to go with the flow and take it case by case, but also like for the Call of Duty thing, when was the last time we we've streamed Call of Duty Warzone? It's been when was the last time, time we reacted to Call of Duty too? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the, like when they do their things. I don't think, or maybe we, I don't think, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I, but again, Greg Miller certainly didn't show up to <laughs> react to Call of Duty, whatever. Well, like, we legitimately had the conversation, right? Like when the Call of Duty stuff was happening. Of hey, like does anybody want to stream Call of Duty? No. Okay. Well, let's just, let's just not stream Call of Duty then, right? Like it is very much a driven by feeling, driven driven by what we feel is right in the moment, and. Again, like I, I don't think I don't think anybody any of us here are taking a grand stance in terms of nobody at kind of funny is allowed to play Harry Potter. Nobody's be, nobody's allowed to be excited about Harry Potter. I'm sure if I stepped up and I was like, no nah, man, I want to be excited about this. I want to I want to be all about it. I want to evangelize it. I want to watch the state of play. Like you, Tim, whoever would be like, cool, yeah, let's go about it then. Let's figure out how to do that. But I think the for us the reality is just that like J.K. Rowling has tainted so much of our excitement for the IP, and I think that comes back to it being her IP baby, right? This thing that she is profiting off of, this thing that she is getting her money so that she can put that money into uh, anti-trans uh, stuff, right? Like, that makes it so hard. Um, and I do want to hear, because B- uh, Barrett is here, and before the show, I attributed Barrett as being the, the biggest Harry Potter fan, and kind of funny, but also, shout out to Cool Greg, and shout out to Kevin, who might be a Harry Potter fan. Uh, but Barrett, <laughs> like, you're here. Is there Are you trying to that- piss Kevin off? <laughs> it's working. I, I, I know it's working. <laughs> Barrett, since you're here, is there anything you wanted to bring up about the, the topic? Um, yeah, it's, it's a very nuanced thing, right? And, you know, this is what we try to talk about on PSI Love You, and I think a lot of people just took, took it at face value of, like, if, if you're going to p- play this game, you're a piece of shit, and that's never been our stance. And even when the game got officially revealed a couple of years ago, when I tweeted out about it, I, like, never called for, like, a, you know, like, we, we need to not play this game. We need to not support these devs and stuff like that. I just talked about my disillusionment with the IP because of the creator of the IP. This developer wants to make a Harry Potter game and to try to, like, get out from under her umbrella, all the more power to them. And it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, if, if you want to enjoy this game, that's cool. But, you know, like my grandparents always say, life sucks, then you die, so enjoy what you can. And it's just, like... It's hard for me to personally enjoy something when all I can think about whenever I see this thing is the person that created it making life suck for so many people out there. Um, And so, and that's just my personal, I can't get around that. If you can... That's cool. Whatever. If 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 there's justifications you want to make of like you know if you know you're gonna play the game but you're gonna you know donate to LGBTQ uh, you know charities or you know ha- help uh, you know um, like local trans like activism and stuff like that. Like, all right, cool. Like that's that's totally fine. My my only thing is like don't don't lie to yourself about going into literally anything Harry Potter related, not just this video game of like don't because there's all all the people out there of like oh she's never said anything wrong and uh, there's like a lot of like people just blinding themselves to the reality of who she is as a person and you know and i i know she is not done the full like uh trans people are evil but she's insinuated that uh as much and, and and stuff like that and it for me personally it is hard to look around that whenever I see anything that's Harry Potter related. And that's all I've ever said. I've never said that you're the most evil person and that you're you're a sinner for, you know, supporting this dev who, you know, when I saw screenshots yesterday, I was like, fuck, yeah, this like this looks like the game I've wanted since I played mm-hmm. Bully back in 2005 and was growing up being a huge Harry Potter fan and rereading the books over and over again. Like, 
it's just it's a hard comp uh complicated situation and if there are ways that you feel like you need to kind of like get through it fine just don't lie to yourself about who jk rowling is as a person um that's all i really have to say um it just it when I saw the Reddit thread and a lot of the takes from the Reddit thread and a lot of the misconstrued uh, takeaways from what we've said about uh, this game and how we're covering this game in the past and seeing chat right now, it just, it really bumps me out. And I just, I hope y'all can kind of actually just listen to what we have to say before just like making all of these assumptions and like kind of assuming all of these inconsistencies where it's like the core of it is that I can't ignore who she is as a person when looking at the IP. And that's just me. Um, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye, Bear. Thanks for coming Bye, in. Bye, Bear. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the stance, right? And I think, you know, what makes us so special at Kind of Funny is the fact that you know us all as individuals. And I think and you know that we all, uh, the unifying thing is we're all trying to do good on the internet. And that means, of course, that we all have different opinions, different takes, how we're going to deal with it and how we're going to go for it. So the f- way some people want to misconstrue things just to make an argument or go is interesting and not weird. I wouldn't say, but interesting that that's how they want to go for it. But again, like this is who, where, who we are. Uh, we're going to talk to you about games and we're going to bring in our own personal experiences. Cause there's a million places you can go just to find out the facts about a game. Uh, you're here for the opinions that are attached to them. And so it'll be interesting to see as we get closer to this game and who plays it and who enjoys it and who doesn't enjoy it and how the game is and everything else. Part of it, like that's a different thing. You know, I'll be interested for myself as somebody who is a casual Harry Potter fan. And that's what I was, you know, again, to the state of play conversation where like when you guys were talking about it and like, I was like, you know, I'm, I have no skin in the game in terms of the actual franchise, not in terms of people. Obviously, I, w- I want people to be happy and have uh, the life and liberty they deserve. Uh, but I was like, all right, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not reacting to it. Fine. Then I, we get to go do Peacemaker instead or whatever. Like, it's not something I'm dying to see. But, I, you know, I'm watching the gameplay yesterday. And, then, like, you know, at the point where the dude pulls out the Mandrake route to take out the, the group of guys fighting him, I was like, that's a pretty cool move. That's a pretty cool move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it was, like, grinding up potions and shit. I was like, I feel like I've done this before. And, like, wandering around Hogwarts and going into some of the puzzle stuff. I was like, I feel like I've done this before. And, again, like, I did it on a PS3 version of the game and everything else. So, I think detracting – or not detracting – distancing now from the jk side of this whole thing right we've made our point we set our thing there kevin you are a huge harry potter fan what did you mm-hmm. think of the state of play what did you think of i the mean game? i i think this, this looks amazing um i forgot it's it's one of those things like i i i'm not like the only reason i know these events are happening is because we're covering them so yeah. this morning when we started talking about it i looked it up and i was blown away by like how cool and how much fun and it's one of those things that where it's like I wonder what it's actually going to feel like when it actually comes out. But, sure. um, I mean, I'm definitely interesting, interested in it. You and are interesting. Like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely interested in it, and I'm going to give it a try. Like, there's a bunch of times where, like, art and the creator, like, you don't necessarily agree with. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it, that is going to suck. That's going to be, like, you know, that that's, taints this for sure. But I mean, I imagine this will also be like if if I'm into the game, it'll be like something like um, Phoenix Rising, where I was into that game, and not a lot of other people were, and so I'm just kind of talking to it in the in the void <laughs> mostly. But um, it it looks amazing. It looks insane. It's kind of like a fantasy of having this game, and it's it's crazy to see that like. Um, Avalanche has been working on it. And I like Avalanche, Avalanche a lot. They, they've done um, Just Cause, right? That's 
Uh, oh, no. this is, there's like two avalanches. Yeah, there's yeah, avalanche right? software and avalanche studios. Yeah, 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 and I I am confused as to who's it. So avalanche software is doing Hogwarts. That's a different studio. Different studio. And the, yeah, they are they are the ones who did Disney Infinity Cars two and Cars. So it's at the other avalanche. That's the well, uh, I mean, yeah, it looks very impressive. Is what I'm saying. The game looks great. Yeah, yeah in terms yeah. of like the quality, yeah, yeah. For it sure. looks yeah, beautiful yeah. too. Um, I'm. I'm interested to see more and if this comes out and i have the opportunity to play it i will play it and see how i feel about it i i don't often get pulled into games like this or i get really pulled in so we'll see where, where i land fun fact avalanche software uh also made attack of the power of juju so there you go that's for me is that, that's for me. Is that, is that for it or against it i don't even know that's uh, for it but they also made dragon ball z sagas and so that's kind of against it because dragon ball z sagas wasn't that great of a dragon ball game but yeah like on the gameplay level right i think the game looks good i think avalanche is knocking out the park you know i'm with kevin that like you know i'm i'm blown away by what that studio has done right is like the game graphically looks good i think the environments look good i think the gameplay looks fun and i love the idea of being able to to role play in that world uh and then like just even on the sales level i think this game is going to sell gangbusters right like regardless 100%. of like regardless of even like the people boycotting or wanting to ignore it or any of that stuff right because like i think what this comes down to too because for people they're like, oh man, journalists are boycotting. What's that going to do to the game? Is that going to hurt, hurt the developers? It's like Not Call of Duty, where like if no games media journalist talked about Call of Duty, Call of Duty will still be the number one best-selling game on the planet. Uh, this game is going to sell gangbusters. This game is going to be super successful. It is a Harry Potter big RPG game that is speaking to a fan base that is very big, right? And that is, it seems like it's doing things right. Like this game is going to be a huge success. That was another thing I was surprised at by, and I shouldn't be. I know that, like, obviously this is a heated topic, and I also know that it's the internet, so no matter what you say, people will run with it a different direction than you meant it. But I was surprised after our conversation. I, I opened up the PS I Love You uh, comments, totally expecting to all of you about GTA Online. And so I was shocked that there was, like, so many people mad about this, you know, very end conversation where there was somebody who was, like, you know, they keep Greg keeps saying he's sorry for the developers, but, like, what? there's no way this will impact sales. And yet, yet, and, like, Oh, I'm not talking about sales at all when I say that. This game's going to sell just fine. It's going to be oh, Fantastic Beast is going to be a great, a big, huge movie that does really, really well at the box office. Oh, it's going to have a great, great debut. You know I mean? But yeah, I, I stopped myself. I meant yeah, great yeah, money. Yeah, 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 great, I, got, yeah. I got you. I was just talking about Thank you. Like, they were about to twist that for me, I'm sure. But <laughs> it was uh, the fact of I feel sorry for the developers because they have worked for years and years on this game. Mm -hmm. They are excited. They are proud of what they've done. They finally get to start talking about it in all, not all, but like, the lead up to it is this conversation. Every one of the articles and previews, and I shouldn't say that every one of them, lots of articles and previews have this footnote in there. Like, just remember though, the person who makes Harry Potter sucks. And it's like, ah, we just want it. We're not those people. We don't want to be associated with that. Like how many times has that happened for all of us? You work somewhere and somebody's an mm -hmm. asshole. And then it's like, well, that's not, a, okay, yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I see why that's gotta be the footnote, but that's not what yeah. it is. And I think, I think that's the, the other thing too is it coming out uh, the end of this year, you know, I think is interesting. I, I think a lot of us weren't, expecting it because it was that game that it got delayed out of last year i think this time last year they announced or i think it was beginning of last year it was like the first news story that hogwarts legacy has been delayed to 2020 2022 um and like now that we're here right i think there was such a gap of us not hearing anything about it so that uh so it being announced now for being the end of this year um cool like it yeah uh, i wasn't expecting that so that's cool but then also i wonder where it puts it like in terms of you know it says holiday right now does it 
get into Starfield territory? Does that become like the head-to-head? Like, oh man, Starfield and Harry Potter coming out the same month. You know what? Reign supreme. I'm sure people aren't going to be comparing those two games that hard. But even still, right? Like big open world games, though, right? I mean, that would be the big thing. open world games, fantasy, or I guess no, Starfield sci-fi. Um, but yeah, big open world. It's RPGs. a fantasy for some. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and that's now coming out the same fall as Forspoken, and then also Saints Row. And so, like, this fall is starting to fill out in a very interesting way. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be interesting. Just like patreon.com slash kind of funny games is interesting. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, of course, to write in to be part of the show, to get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, get the show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You're not listening to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to DoorDash. Sometimes pulling into your driveway after a trip to the grocery store only to realize you forgot one key ingredient for dinner kind of feels like the end of the world. But with DoorDash, you can get the groceries and household essentials you need or a backup meal from your favorite local restaurant delivered in under an hour. Desperately craving a late night snack or just want to stock up for the week with DoorDash, get it all in one app. We've been using DoorDash forever. You hear us on the Kind of Funny podcast always talking about the different taquerias we're ordering from, the different burger places we're ordering from we are super happy and we love to just get the food delivered right to us for a limited time you guys can get 25 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 off up to a 10 dollar value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25 off your first order with doordash subject to change terms apply shout out to me undies we've all been there trying on clothes in a dressing room and everything makes you look like three kids hiding in a coat finding the perfect size is annoying that's why me undies makes undies bralettes and loungewear to fit just right y'all know how long i've loved me undies i am often wearing the shirt the lounge pants the undies the socks like i'm doing right now if i was a cartoon character this would just be my my outfit would just be all me undies i love it because of the soft micromodal fabric and because it does fit really well me undies knows that comfort starts with the perfect size and fit that's why they wear test all sizes from extra small to 4xl for everything they make they've got different cuts for different butts and everything from bold colors to fun adventurous prints so the world can be a comfier place for every booty <laughs> uh, me undies promises if you're not comfortable with any product for any reason you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days me undies has a great offer for y'all for any first-time purchasers you can get 15 percent off and free shipping right to your door to get 50 percent off your first order free shipping and 100 satisfaction guarantee Go to meundies.com slash kind of funny. That's meundies.com slash kind of funny. Number two on the Roper Report. There's an Elden Ring patch that fixes some stuff and pisses a bunch of people off. Damn it. Oh, God. Uh, Kevin, this is from PC Gamer. I did not put in the information for who got it. There's a PC Gamer. Maybe PC Mag, shit, fuck. From Software just issued a title update for Elden Ring. And if you've been playing the game or even just watching the speedruns, the patch notes will probably make you feel a range of emotions. John Elden Prescott Ring patch and Tyler Culp. Where at? PC. PC Gamer. Gotcha. Thank Can you. you put it in uh, the thing? I got you. Elden Ring patch 1.03 is a massive one with nerfs, buffs, questline fixes, and new NPC summons, and heaps more. It's hard to know where to start when the changes are numerous, but it looks like some Elden Ring quests widely considered to be broken may have actually been fixed. New, quote, quest phases have been added for NPC NPCs, Di- Dialos, Nephilialu, Kenneth Hate, and Gatekeeper, Gostok. 
Uh, the Nephili quest in particular has confused a lot of players for the way it abruptly ends. Data mine voice lines in the network test suggested there was more, and it turns out they were right. Uh, Nephili, Gostok, and Hate have a proper conclusion to their quest now. There's also a new NPC in the form of Jar Bear ba Baron, Jar, Jar Baron, who is located in Jarburg, as you'd expect. <laughs> Jar Baron ties into the <laughs> into the Dalios, who has uh, also had his quest line complete completed with the new patch. The map in Elden Ring now has new icon type, which can show the name of NPCs. All the better for all the better to mark their locations. There are also more summonable NPCs in multiple situations, uh, while the Mimic's Veil can now mimic a whole lot of new objects there are also some alarming changes the mimic tear ash which is a go-to ash summon for folks who don't want to play fair with the bosses has had its damage damage decreased and behavior pattern changed this change has brought a lot of players to their knees the mimic summons summon uh had their back and now its damaged outpost isn't quite what it was although early reports say it's still a strong option Likewise, the Horfrost Stomp Ash of War, uh, most notably used in Distortion 2's Elden Ring speedruns, uh, has had its damage decrease and cast time increased. This has, unsurprisingly, disrupted the current strategy for getting through the game in less than 30 minutes. Uh, but discussion uh, in the Speed, Speed Souls discourse uh, suggests people are confident on an alternative, whether that means using another strong weapon or spell or simply playing uh, the old patch remains to be seen. From Software also eradicated the Death Blight build that was killing everyone in PvP. The patch notes uh, fixed the spell that would cause a buildup of the death status without any effort. You can find the co-op in PvP in peace. Still, buffs dominate the change list. Sorcerers will be pleased with the decreased FP consumption on a range of spells, including Loretta's Great Bow and Carrion Greatsword. And the trustworthy Great Glintstone Shard now has a higher range and is faster banana <laughs> good one kevin uh blessing you love elden ring does any of this affect you the it's funny because like as you're reading right like the big thing that jumps out is the mimic tier which as you're reading i typed in the chat because this one this was one of the ones where i've read it in elden ring but i don't know if they ever say the words out loud the uh, uh, mimic tier or mimic tear it's spelled t-e-a-r so i type oh, in a okay. chat chat how do i pronounce tear is it tear or is it tear and chat just cannot agree so i'm yeah, gonna say mimic tier um the mimic tier ash i think is is the big one because yeah they're not joking the article when that when they're talking about players falling to their knees on this thing because the mimic tier you get very much later in the game and basically greg in Elden Ring, there are summons right you can summon sure. essentially ghosts to come help you out in battle the Love mimic tier is basically a clone of your character and they are strong right they got health they got um uh, health potions that they can take they got all the same things that you have uh and that towards the the, the end of the game that can, can become a huge help i know i know my mimic tier helped me get through like the last pretty much like seven bosses in the game and made them way easier than they they ever needed to be and so i understand why they nerf it because i think people did start to lean on the mimic tier a lot toward the end of the game and because mimic tier is very easy to get it almost feels like a well why wouldn't i lean on this like this is part of the the it, it is like an optional thing that you don't have to get but like it's part of a very important quest and so like most people are going to get it and if most people are using this thing does that throw off the balancing i think that is part of the thought process of nerfing it so i think it makes sense that they nerf it that said after using it, it's still fine, right? It's still a very viable option, and so I think it still works. I find it interesting. I find all these patch notes interesting because this is my first from software game that I'm playing at launch, launch alongside yeah. people as they are updating it and doing doing all these things. I didn't realize that from software went this hard with their patches, uh, and maybe this is like harder than usual. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. You let me know if they've had huge patches like oh, this. Oh God, here um, we go in the past. But like this seems big, right? For a game that 
has most player components, right? Has co-op, has invasions and all that stuff, but a game that plenty of people are just playing single player, right? And it is about the adventure and it is about finding your build and having that power fantasy of, man, I started off so weak, but now that I'm 80 hours in, I am a fucking beast, right? I have my build that is tearing people apart, right? Like that is part of the experience. And so for them to kind of go in and balance it uh, this way, I find interesting. And, you know, I'm kind of take it or leave it on, 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 on some of these, my big thing is, and it doesn't seem like it says here, right? There have been issues with the arcane build in Elden Ring, where right now, Greg, I have my um, Rivers of Blood, kind of funny, I'll comment that you're wrong. Uh, it's a katana that is basically like a blood katana that scales with arcane, which is a stat, right? Um, that stat has been broken for a while. I don't know if they've, they've fixed it, and that's the thing that I've been waiting for. Um, and that's the one thing that, like, I don't know. That's that's the one thing that I would have expected them to do, right? That's the one thing where it's like, okay, the things that are actually broken, let's go in and fix those. The fact that they're like retweaking things, changing up uh, uh, damage balances, adding in the the NPCs to the map, which I think is very interesting because it is the kind of game that you want to get lost in. And I'll think that having the option to just mark it by yourself with the icons that you have in your map would have been enough for Elden Ring for their design ethos of it. Very interesting that they're, like, going in there and just, like, naming the NPCs themselves, which I don't have a big issue with, but I feel like it kind of takes back that that level of, like, In a year and a half, this thing's going to look like Assassin's Creed. You'll all be eating shit because you're all like, well, that's why it's better than it, blah, 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 blah. It does feel like a step toward that, though, right? And not in a way that it's, like, super meaningful. If they keep updating no. it like this till like, a year from now you have all the icons on your map, then I'm going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? This, I think, is fine, right? This, I think, is just a small change, but it is an interesting change, nonetheless, that, like, they saw probably enough feedback where they went, eh, we should probably put the NPCs here because they're hard to find. Uh, I, of course, have you here, an Elden Ring expert, but I reached out to two more Elden Ring experts for their thing. We'll start with the, and they both, it's more Hussein from GameSpot.com and, of course, Imran Khan, the Don, uh, from Fanbyte, both wrote in statements for me, uh, and they're both very well worded uh, and get to the heart of the matter. We'll read from Tam first. I am glad to see... Horfrost stomp get nerfed. Now people will have to earn their victories instead of cheesing them by stomping the yard in front of all their foes. Do you really grow as a player and a person if you can just hit one button and do massive damage then repeat? No. You cheated. Not only the game, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. It's sad that you don't know the difference. That's a good nerf. All hail Miyazaki. Miyazaki, sorry. <laughs> Speaking broadly on the patch, magic-based builds are now way more potent, which is great for people that like to stand at a distance and pelt their enemies with spells like cowards. As someone that likes to take their fight to their enemies, little has changed for me. I am getting in the thick of it, swinging around my giant sword and taking out monsters with ease. As a result, Elden, Rema Elden Ring remains a 10 out of 10 video game that it always has been. Except now, there is some good quality of life tweaks like NPC tracking on the map and a couple of new quest lines that are interesting. Also, this is a joke. All builds are valid and good. Some are just braver than others, like mine. Big sword, wolf boy, kicking ass. <laughs> Love a big From sword. there, we, uh, great, Tam, great, great insight. Thank you very much. From there, we're going to go to the very insightful, well-spoken Imran Khan. Uh, Imran Khan at Fanbyte, of course, put up some tweets yesterday. Uh, Kevin, you see right there, no! And then another, no! Uh, when I asked for a quote on these changes, Imran was to the point. Fuck, they nerfed my build into the ground and made Reb's build better. End quote. So... <laughs> A lot of discussion happening in the Elden Ring over this uh, 1.03 patch, but you can go get it right now and find out for yourself what you think of it. I do like that this 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 patch is mainly like it's worse for the tryhards for like the the people like me who go melee and like to just like get in the boss's face and 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 hack and slash. It seems like they made it slightly harder for that. And then yeah, if you have a build that is like more magic, more distance, you're like a slightly bit you're slightly bit more equipped for the game, which. 
I think it's hilarious. I think it's a good way to do it. But uh, the one thing I did mention were, were the quest lines they added, which is another thing where I'm like, wow, okay, I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting to get more story content into Elden Ring, but hey, I'm, I think it's cool, right? That's pretty awesome. We're now going to get into the speed run. Speed run. Uh, number three oh, on the speed. Rope Report, we we're going to talk about the Gran Turismo 7 being unplayable. The Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 7 being unplayable yesterday. Uh, it's since been fixed. This was this is Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku. Uh, PlayStation Racing Sim Gran Turismo 7 has been offline for maintenance for over a day. Normally, that wouldn't be a huge deal, but because so much of the game requires an online connection, including a great deal of single-player content, fans have effectively been locked out of Sony's latest console exclusive. Uh, there was an update when it went back. The game servers are back online, and Yamaguchi uh, has posted an update on the GT7 website explaining the issues in more detail. Quote, immediately before the release of the 1.07 update, we discovered an issue where the game would not start properly in some cases on product versions for the PS4 and PS5. This was a rare issue that was not seen during tests of the development hardware uh, or on the development hardware uh, or the QA sessions prior. But in order to prioritize the safety of the saved data of users, we decided to interrupt the release of 1.07 and make 1.08. By subscribing, to, by subscribe. This is no longer a quote. By subscribing, you agree to the terms of use and privacy pro policy. Uh, the, actually, that's from the fucking website. That's on me. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't cut that out of context. <laughs> yeah, Yamaguchi apologized uh, for the downtime, but mentioned uh, criticism of the game's online DRM. He did say the development team is taking a closer look at how grindy the game is. Players have been critical of the microtransaction. How, I'm sorry, of how microtransaction heavy it is, despite not being free to play. A common theme these days. Speaking of which, sent the profit wrote into page patreon.com slash kind of funny games with a mad as hell question and it starts like this nine nine years ago sony promised the ps4 would never have online to play games on a disc yet here we are almost 30 more hours of being unable to play gran turismo uh he's mad at this that and it goes down to are us gamers so used to treatment like this that it's nothing new we will answer that in the post show. That's a great question that I still want to tackle, but we'll be tackling it on patreon.com slash kind of funny games in the post show. Number four on the Roper Report. This is a follow-up to uh I want to, I guess last week. I haven't been on kind of funny games daily this week. Last week I had an, a report from Axios, uh, Megan and Steven over there about PlayStation uh, having uh, sexism allegations. The PlayStation has since responded. We're gonna go to Axios here where Megan and uh, Steven tag team this newsletter that reads Sony says it takes recent misconduct misconduct allegations by eight current and former PlayStation workers, quote-unquote, seriously in a new legal filing, though it otherwise pushes back at a lawsuit claiming widespread gender discrimination at the gaming giant. This was Sony's first acknowledgement of the claims that were raised last week. In those declarations, women who have worked at PlayStation and Sony Online Entertainment provided scores of allegations regarding failures to promote women, indifferent or hostile human resources officials, and demeaning comments. Uh, one mention... A, one mentioned a senior manager attempting to grope her. Another recalled being told by a colleague that, that her wearing a skirt was distracting. Uh, their declarations uh, were meant to amplify former PlayStation security analyst Emma Majo's uh, November lawsuit alleging PlayStation has a systemic sexism problem. Majo is trying to broaden the suit into a class action suit on behalf of all women who have worked at PlayStation in the U.S. Quote, to be sure, SIE takes the substance of the newly submitted declarations seriously, the company's lawyer said in yesterday's filing, referring to PlayStation by the acronym uh, for its official corporate name. Quote, although most are former employees who no longer work at SIE, SIE either has addressed or will address the issues raised in them in due course, as SIE values its female employees and takes proactive steps to ensure they have every opportunity to thrive and be heard, end quote. Uh, yes, but Sony is conceding nothing in its legal fight with Majo, uh, Majo uh, and wants to, the case dismissed. Uh, 
lawyers slammed her original filing, saying it was light on facts that Sony had system systemic issues with gender discrimination in terms of pay and promotion, which are central to Majo's claims. They say Majo's new newer filing, which accompanied the women's declarations, doesn't change that. Sony's argument has, I'm sorry, Sony's argument is that nothing offered yet shows there were policies or across the board imbalances uh, impacting how women were treated at PlayStation. What's next, according to Axios? A hearing on Sony's request to dismiss the case is set for mid-April. Looking into my crystal ball, it will not be dismissed. <laughs> I don't know. Did you catch this last week when we talked about this? Bless you weren't on that show, I know, but we no, talked I about did, it. I, I, I like saw the headlines, but I didn't get a chance to actually yeah. um, look into it. Memory yeah, serves, it was disgusting. me and yeah, it was me and Samoa Joe, and it was that, you know, uh Majo filed the claims, PlayStation's like, there's no grounds to this, there isn't it. And then they came back and like, here are eight people who some of still work there with their own stories. And so this is PlayStation's response to that, which you know again, makes it pretty clear to me that this is a real thing that's happening there and probably should be taken a bit more seriously. But obviously in a court of law, PlayStation is going to double down and try to, you know, admit no wrongdoing. I'm sure, make sure that try to get it dismissed. They can't, they'll probably settle out of court. But as usual, it's, you know, very much in line with what we've been talking on this episode of like, this is something you can, we still talk about and demand better of PlayStation and Sony in general in the same way we demand better of Activision Blizzard, the same way we demand better of everyone. Uh, right now, actually, uh, You're Wrong had submitted this. There is a, youtube video that has gone live today yeah uh on people make games it's called investigating three indie superstars accused of emotional abuse uh what began as an investigation into the collapse of a single indie game studio uh, became something much bigger as more and more developers came forward to share their stories uh you can go to i would assume youtube.com slash people make games uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash people make games and catch it there uh that's what this is all about it's not about you know cutting uh you know your nose off to spite your face it's about trying to bounce assholes from the industry to make sure and make sure the industry isn't filled with assholes and the industry knows that you can't be an asshole and can expect to survive and or uh, thrive that's the whole point of this right and so obviously you know we will continue to cover the sony thing we will look into this video that's popped up here and look what's going on here there's a million things going on but in general everybody needs to fucking chill out and be good to each other 1000 percent, yeah and this industry needs to get a shit together because these are all wild stories and again, it's I, I I am so happy to be here at this point in time where people are happy or not happy. I shouldn't say that. I apologize. Are comfortable really? sharing them. Yeah. You know, the fact that like none of the, like so many of these stories you do hear and I'm talking about none of the ones we just mentioned. This YouTube video. I haven't watched this Sony thing. Activision Blizzard. So many times though when this stuff like this does come out, it's years of abuse that hasn't been talked about until this moment. And that's happening because there's currently a lightning rod of let's speak up and make sure this is if you didn't watch it because i know so many of you don't watch it you say oh man i the game awards oh there's too many commercials during the game awards i wish they just gave out awards then i go and host a show called dice where all we do is give out awards none of you fuckers watch it but phil spencer got an award there and he gave it a rousing speech about how the industry needs to be better and how they need to take care of each other and listen to their employees and be good human beings to each other and i can't recommend it enough that you go look at the dice awards 2022 and go to phil spencer's acceptance speech for speech for his award because it yeah. is fantastic and i think you mentioning people being comfortable enough to, to bring these stories to light is very much key right like i think this is part of that process of us getting to a better place where right now everything is on fire and feels like it's on fire right but it kind of takes us going through the fire to get to a place where it is cool now people don't feel comfortable being pieces of shit right now people yeah. don't feel empowered to go through and, and uh, whether it's abuse emotional abuse people. you know like sexual abuse whether it's any of that right people don't feel like they're like people don't feel like their power is a is a get out of jail free card right like you kind of got to strike the fear of god into people uh with this type of thing and so i i hope that like leads at these at, at these studios right higher ups feel that feel that fear of god right and are good people i think that is the big thing is that like you know you shouldn't be doing this shit regardless you know get that shit out of here but 
yeah for people that feel like they could that they could uh, uh get away with that shit right like no you can't so like yeah i i think this is a process that is needed for us to go through so we can get to a better place and it's all about learning you know what i mean like don't get me wrong again i just i say that and you can go to very specific examples from the activision blizzard stuff of like no no you don't need to learn that it's horrible to do this thing of course i'm not saying that but i do think that as I'm paging through the, not paging through, as I'm scrolling through the People Make Games YouTube video, right? It's talking about Ken Wong and Mountains, who made Florence, I believe. Uh, Steve Gaynor and Fulbright, who made Gone Home. And then Robin Honeykey and Phenomenon that made, um, shit, it got away from me. But they made a bunch of games. They made that VR game. Robin, Robin, Steve, and I have been on Kind of Funny Shit before or whatever. So, like, it's about going through and I don't know what they did or what they are, but abusive things, right? Like, learning from that do you know that you what you did here eroded somebody's confidence that put them down that put them on this path that did that and it's not about then and I, i'm not taking out these specific examples that i do not know about other than the steve gainer thing which came out a while ago on kataku was that it a polygon i forget when they did their big article about it and steve stepped down and all things changed mm -hmm. over I there. Was polygon. it's about like okay cool like how do you want to accept this feedback you know you yeah. you have been like do you want to be like the people who are uh, i will throw out names here and do you want to be like uh uh David Cage and crew over at Quantic Dream who ask if they can lie in the stand and then sue for libel and do all this different shit and admit that nothing is wrong? Or do you want to have an introspective moment and be like, you know what? I could have been better in this situation. I should be able to do this, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And maybe that isn't these people. Maybe these people are too far gone. Maybe they have burned the bridges and they are, you know, complete fuckwads or whatever. But what about you at home then? That was the big thing about everything that's happened. Every one of these stories, uh, when we're talking about Me Too, when we're talking about your shirt, Black Lives Matter, when you start going through there and you hear these stories, if you're not sitting there and like I am and going through your history in your head and be like, oh my God. I I remember something very powerful once. It might've been on a kind of funny podcast or maybe it was when we are getting ready to do something. And I remember whatever horrible story it was breaking at the moment. And I was like, God, I just hope that I've never ever made somebody feel like this. And Tim stopped me cold and he's like, you have, guaranteed. Like that's what this is about. This isn't about like, you're not a bad person, but you've definitely made a comment here about something there that somebody said and took it and internalized and they didn't feel comfortable telling you. And like, and it's like, holy shit to stop, stop there and think of like, Oh fuck. Like I didn't know, not that that was wrong, but I didn't empathize that way. I wasn't able to sit there and, and be think like, about Oh, it in the moment we're like separated, separated from it. Like, I think there are plenty of people and I think mostly everybody who look back in moments in their lives and they're like, Oh shit. Did I make that impression? Did I, yeah. did I treat this person a certain way? Didn't realize it in the moment. And like, what am I doing to make that better? Right. And I think a lot of these, I mean, these being indie studios, right. One put out the example of, Hey, this isn't just Activision blizzard. This is a thing that can yeah. happen on all levels. Yeah. But then I think also, you know, in some ways it can be easier to fall into that as an indie studio where it is. Yeah. There's it's eight, eight of us working in an office. I am the person that is the lead. And because I have so much creative power and I, and because I have so much power just as the owner, owner of an organization, right. Like, I am, um, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess like putting out my authority and I, and I am like asking sure. people to do shit. Right. And I'm doing it maybe not the nicest ways. And I don't realize that I am putting out that energy because people don't feel comfortable checking me or I don't have somebody, uh, uh that is a lot that is by my side to tell me that, Hey, you shouldn't do the things this way. Right. This is a toxic studio, or these are the steps that we're taking to become a toxic studio. Right. Like, I think when you're small like that, these things can easily go unchecked and all of a sudden years later it is it does turn into a polygon article where it is for year for years this is happening over i forget the steve gainer studio uh what that, that oh, studio right. was called yeah for years this is going out fulbright and you just have no idea because you just kept going because you thought that you were that dude that could get away with that um and so yeah like i i like that these that these stories are coming out i hope i hope we get way less of these stories i hope the, that these are learning experiences because Again, like I said, this studio or this um this industry needs to get its shit together.
Uh, it was Polygon, by the way, how the founder of the, for the Fulbright story, how the founders toxic culture tore apart Fulbright, the studio behind gone home was published on August 4th, 2021. Uh, and like I said, uh, I'm not carrying water. Steve then apologized for her for leadership style and having any step back on being open roads lead. And again, like, is that actually affecting the change? Is that actually doing it? I, we're not there. We're not boots on the ground. I don't know what's happening at Fulbright. But it is what you'd want to see out of these situations again, right? Like, it isn't about like you know I, I'm not it, we're already long on what I feel has been a great kind of funny games daily full of great I, I would discussion. say one of the best kind of funny games dailies, especially after we chugged the coffee. That's what did it. I mean, we could go into a completely different conversation about quote unquote cancel culture, right? Which mm -hmm. I've always thought of uh, cancel culture. Oh, man, I, I am totally trying to get. I'm trying to end the show, but then also starting a three hour long podcast at the same time, right? Cancel culture, I don't think exists. I think cancel culture is the consequence of your actions, and then it's about how you react to someone calling you on your shit. And there's two different ways you can do it where you double down and you're like, fuck you. I'm right. You're wrong. I refused. And I won't even see where you're coming from. I won't have a human conversation with you, which again, Twitter is so great at Twitter is a great oh, yeah. way to have this in 280 characters. You fucking fire off your tweet and opinion, which is not how you would ever have a conversation with somebody or it's about accepting, Hey, okay, let's talk. I did something wrong. And how do I grow? And how do I learn from that? And I think that's where it goes because if you're going to go down the path of, listen, I fucked up and I could be better and I apologize for that and I want to go do be better about that, that I think no one's trying to cancel you for that. It's when you go the other way of like, fuck you, I'm, I'm going to, you thought that was bad, I'm tripling down on a ball where people are like, well, I don't want to listen to your shit anymore. And you're like, cancel culture, fucking exists. I'm like, well, no, it's just, you, you're being a dick. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want to consume your content. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to play your game. I don't want to work for you. And that was the other thing too, Aquatic Dream, right? With their Star Wars games, like what is it? I forget now, I'm talking on my ass, but 2026 2027 or some shit because yeah. they can't get people to work there because you're that's being the, assholes like, all the time yeah and that's the consequence we're talking about right like we were talking about all these new studios rising rising and and, and we've been i feel like we've had this new story every week on kfg for a long time right yeah. like these new studios that are coming out and there are these indie studios that are working on AAA games or indie studios that are working on indie games right like they're doing that because these other places are shitty to work at right or they're not getting paid as much right or like in, in the case of quantic dream and this and this is what where it becomes more um applicable for, for the audience right like you're not getting that quantic dream star wars games or star wars game for years because quantic dream has been a shitty studio to work at and people don't want to work there right that is affecting your enjoyment of the game a health a healthy games industry is great for you in your actual delivery of the game of a game of games that are good right but then also games that actually come out and games that don't struggle to come out right and games that have developers that have happy lives that have healthy work healthy yeah. work environments like this all works together for a healthy games industry that we can all um uh, uh take part in and exist in so that we can all have fun together right like that's what it's all about and so yeah like and to go back to your thing about cancel culture right it's about that follow-up it's about like getting that piece of feedback and going, am I going to get angry about this? And like, am I going to double down or am I going to apologize and find ways to grow and find ways to be better? And like, it's in those, and it's in all those situations where we don't do that latter one, right? It's in those situations where we go, I'm going to get mad at this and I'm going to defend myself and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z thing where things just become the, the, the snowball effect of, oh, well, no, now it's the culture's, it's the culture's fault. When really like, no, you could have apologized. You could have done the right thing. And now we're here. As if that wasn't enough, I had another required reading to end the show for you, and I will toss it in here. And we are ending on a negative note today. I'm sorry, everybody, but that's where we're at. I'm not negative. Again, we can all grow from this, but it's like, oh, man, 
bummers. Uh, this, this is from Dean Takahashi at GamesBeat. Despite its beautiful Ori games, Moon Studios is called an oppressive place to work. Uh, I'm taking three paragraphs from the story, not all consecutive. Gaming fans know Moon Studios for its amazing Ori games with beautiful art and emotional stories. But a number of current and former employees consider the Ori studio an oppressive place to work. That is according to GamesBeat's interviews with Moon developers. And dot, dot, dot. I skip a whole bunch of stuff. It is illuminating to see these allegations arose at a small company with all remote practices, a private company that treasures its independence on its quote-unquote anti-corporate culture. Still, the casual racism, sexism, and bullying amounted to what one developer says was death by a thousand cuts. The developers took pride in their work, and they loved watching the fan reactions when the games shipped, but many found themselves wondering if the results were worth it. Again, that is Dean Takahashi over at Games Beat, uh, where Jeffy Grub Grub works. Uh, you can go and check that out a whole bunch of stuff there and writing on it and while to end on a more positive note here's what we'll do you're wrong it's not a you're wrong but the nanobiologist comes through clutch and reminds me of course about the games and uh online harassment hotline nanobiologist writes in and says i know there are a lot of devs who listen to kind of funny maybe a good thing to share the games and online harassment hotline Learning about abusive workspaces in gaming can bring up a lot of feelings. Maybe you currently work in or have worked in spaces that sound similar to the stories you've heard come out today. You aren't alone. If you need someone to talk to, please reach out. Text SUPPORT to 23368. And of course, you go to twitter.com slash games hotline for more information there. I forget what Gamescast we did, but there was one where we, for their 10th anniversary, no, that's not right, their one-year anniversary, uh, we had them on to talk about it, and we cannot support the games and online harassment hotline enough. So yes, go there if you would like to talk. It's also open to, uh, it's for game creators and game players if you uh, were getting harassed or just needed somebody to talk to. And of course, if you need help beyond that, I would always recommend findyourwords.org where you can go to not only learn about mental health uh, for yourself, but how to help your friends and family through it. Beyond. Blessing. Sorry, what was that? Beyond. Oh, I said beyond. Oh, thank you, beyond. I, I didn't. That was one where I put beyond, and I even. I was yep. so serious, I didn't even notice it. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I waited a moment. Let you finish your thoughts. I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. I also appreciate, of course, that there are a lot of games to play this weekend. But there's more games coming up later. When can I get some other games? Blessing. <laughs> the official list of welcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny oh. games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, you can get Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and Mac. Siberia, The World Before on PC, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X slash S, Xbox One, and PC. And if that wasn't enough, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass drops its first DLC today on Switch. We're going to be streaming it right after this on twitch.tv slash kind of funny plays. You can catch it later. No, that's right. It's twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Catch it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays uh new dates for you if you're a big nerd like imran khan or blessing genshin impact 2.6 update releases on march 30th it adds new zone and five star character hell yeah you gonna jump in you gonna play that maybe i just got a package actually yesterday that i wasn't expecting that was from genshin impact and it was a i need to i need to like bring it to my room it's like a big old uh mouse pad that just has like all the cute girls from genshin oh impact that's cool on it. yeah and so i'm very excited to replace my naraka blade point mouse pad that i've been rocking for the last few months Wow. A game I've never Exciting played. Exciting days for you. Exciting yeah. days for you. Yeah, I'm uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames uh, and listening podcast servers around the globe. This is probably, we talked about a lot of serious stuff today and nanobiologist keeps us honest with the only you're wrong today. Uh, that is like the only one we got and it is a big one. Uh, Y'all are forgetting the smallest Starbucks size. Short. 
As for Starbucks names, tall sounds like small, but means something close to opposite. It being one of the small size drinks, it can be ordered. Grande is Italian for large. Venti means 20. Trenta is 30. That's what I knew about. Oh, Blessing Left. Interesting. Okay. Is it short size? Yeah, there's a short one you want, like the shortest of the smallest of the thing. You know what I mean? I've never once ordered a short. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know that thing. anyone's ever ordered a short. At that point, I, I save save the money. You know what I mean? You walk by, yeah. you see somebody drinking their coffee and say, spit in my eye. That's good enough. That's a short. Here's your Genshin Infinite. That's a really cute one. Right? I really like it. Somebody with really? people in chat were asking, like, well, is it one of those titty mouse pads? It's not. I promise. It's just a regular mouse pad. But I really like it. It's really cute. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your final kind of funny games daily of the week. You'll get new hosts next week, though. Monday, it's going to be Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, it's going to be Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it's going to be Andy Cortez leading with me in the co-pilot seat. Thursday, Greg and Tim. Friday, Greg and Blessing. I will reiterate, Wednesday, Andy is hosting. I said that in the morning meeting, and he didn't respond. I want him to know it's not a joke. Andy, you're hosting that show. Uh, if you're watching live, like I said, they're going to play Mario Kart DLC <laughs> right after this. Tim Barrett in a cavalcade of guest stars or whoever walks through youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. If you can't catch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the best kind of funny games daily of all time. We got a question to read on the post show. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to watch that. Of course you can support us there. Get to watch shows like X cast as they record live. You could write in to be part of the show. You could be a Patreon producer. You get everything under the video game sun. But for right now, I want you to go play some video games this weekend. Have a good time and no, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.